0: Hi I'm Kate and I'm Mandy and this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Uh, today is episode 52 and we just wanted to talk a little bit about um, creativity and uh, the state of flow uh, because we had our workshop at the weekend with Sharon Walters um, who's known as at London underscore one. Oh no I got that wrong <laughs> at London artist underscore one on Instagram and uh, we had an amazing workshop with her um, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about that really and talk about how um, adding in um, is really helpful um, in terms of uh, building a life you love sober, I suppose. Um, So we're just going to check
1: in and say hi. So hi, Kate. How are you doing? Hello. Um, Yeah, I'm fighting the good fight, Mad. We were just talking, weren't we, because you're in England at the moment, and it's one of those really grey, grey, rainy, rainy, rainy days where the sky looks bruised and we need all our lights on and stuff. And it's a big week for us with job Hmm. interviews and educational panels and lots of stuff like that I just I got that kind of limbo feeling again where oh god it's like you know just I, I texted someone and I was like all the tools right I feel like I'm using all the tools at the moment all yeah. of the tools <laughs> every single one of those fucking tools <laughs> um but yeah so that that's where I'm at I'm all right yeah. I'm all right I'm keeping my nerve but um, how about
0: you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. It's, been, it's busy, but I'm learning to kind of not get as busy as before, you know, kind of, I, I'm down to sort of one day on, one day off in activities and stuff. So kind of, Um. but yeah, I, I really struggle with weather like this. This mm. is like the worst for me when it's kind of the, these very grey days where it's that rain that just kind of like. Isn't present but just drenches you and kind of gets to chill. So, yeah, um, it definitely feels like a day for stew and, and blankets and, you know, movies and stuff. So,
1: uh,
0: for sure. cocooning.
1: Huga. Huga. Huga and liquor, apparently. Liquor is another uh, one of those. Uh, not liquor,
0: because that would be very against.
1: <laughs> <I guess, laughs> that would be the Love podcast. No, not the Lika, right, I'll have to I look at how to pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> sorry everyone,
0: I'm not quite with it am I? <laughs> um, talk about the workshop then, so we had this workshop, which is the second one that we've done um, and actually it was such a success and it was just such a magic moment, we're going to do another one with Sharon which we've already booked in, so it's the 18th of January Um in London so the space is in just really close to London Bridge actually a brilliant space community space um so yeah I just we just wanted to feedback and tell you a little bit about it so Kate I mean what did we do and how did you feel about it I oh, suppose
1: it was so lovely um and I why just, is it important yeah more? so well well we, I mean because I am super nerd I always love that bit of science coming in. So I was very excited about the 20%, about 20%, they reckon, of happiness that you can boost. From your baseline, from your genetic baseline and your adverse life circumstances, right, so I was like, yes, I'm going to get a chance to practice my boosting my twenty percent from blah 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 blah, so and I'm going to get to talk about it at great length to people, and actually we I, we didn't, we kept it short because everyone wanted to kind of get on with cutting <laughs> yeah. and um and sticking. And creating beautiful collages mm. out of like really colourful things and just get stuck in. Um and I and I suppose, yeah, I was talking about approaching it from that kind of science of happiness, neuroscientific point where play and flow being incredibly good and to create that mental space, that mindful space where you shut off the wine witch and you shut off the inner nag and the inner bore going on at you and and then I ended up sort of talking I just felt like I could talk to this lovely group of women about the fact that it's really good for resilience as well so it's not just all this you know fluffy let's all clap our hands and be sparkly it's like actually when things are tough those kind of practices are like you know you will create that space for you to to just take time out and that's very very good for you to rest your brain um and the sort of con- connectivity of it all as well you know and so i had quite a profound experience which i i might talk about a bit later but what about mm. um yeah what, what about you yeah so do you want to just explain if
0: people don't know like what is the state of flow and like why is it important
1: mm. so the state of flow is not your monthly could be i suppose it's um the state of flow um is that kind of sweet spot between um something that is too hard and too easy and i got quite interested in it it's again i can never pronounce his name mikhail mickley and it's a big long cz beginning name that's like polish or czechoslovakian sort of eastern european um and he Uh, was growing up in the second world war and he's just became really fascinated because he saw adults really struggling with their lives um to once all the kind of the immediate trauma had passed and so he started studying and um and he identified this this space of kind of flow because he was studying creative people and seemed to find that people who were involved in creativity in the art seemed to have a greater resilience to what had gone on and to recovering from the war trauma and so he was looking at them and interviewed lots of them and they were all talking about sort of suspending their sort of life and being able to enter a kind of different state and work on things that gave their life meaning but also that it was very mindful and he identified yeah this sort of um, space between something that's too hard and too easy um, and if uh, there's a we'll, we'll put some of the um, resources to it I think we'll mm. do, I might do a blog about it and link some of them because there is quite interesting there's a little graph to go with it to say if you're the next thing to the state of flow could be excitement. But if you're there, the way you access flow is you've got to go to the other side of the graph and do a bit more training, apparently, to sort mm-hmm. of breathe. It's quite a balanced, sort of, um, a balanced way of approach, quite a scientific way of approaching it. Um, so, yeah, so that is that state of flow. And the other thing I'd say about it is he was saying that, um, so e- uh, is it ecstasy, to experience ecstasy is um, the ancient greeks uh, the actual word means to stand next to so again it's this idea of accessing a slightly different state by standing separate to life by engaging Mm. in an activity and he said look when you look it's really important it's not airy fairy and fluffy because when you look at great civilizations you're not you don't go oh well that was you know really good that you had a really good battle necessarily what the ones that we really lord like the ancient chinese or ancient roman or ancient greeks is their ability to bring culture and to allow spaces for ecstasy and art so mm. yeah so that's sort of
0: yeah, so i bet you like, hadn't yeah. asked
1: right
0: it's <laughs> like, oh, god shut up no. yeah no i find it really interesting actually and i and these are the sort of things that you know before having to find ways of coping with my life, mm. you know, that, that weren't drinking, you know, I, I had no, I had no knowledge of any of this. And so I do, I find it really fascinating, you know, and it's that it could be accessed by sport, you know, um, I guess if you're, <clears throat> yeah, you're quite good at, I, I think for my husband, cause he's a kind of competitive tennis player. Mm
1: that makes him sound like he's he's like nadal or something
0: yeah yeah i'm married to (laughs) actually um no but he's quite he's quite good but um but anyway he would he accesses that in in that you know that practice of like hitting the ball and continuing Mm. to kind of perfect that you know and um or or perhaps if you're swimming or perhaps if you're um I don't know I mean I I think I get it when I'm doing kind of drawing mandalas because it's quite detailed you know you're kind of like you can't go outside the line so that's that that's that bit between kind of something easy and something hard yeah you've got to concentrate a little bit yeah Yeah. but not
1: too much so that you're stressed
0: yeah yeah and um and all these things are practices of kind of boosting your well-being and so I mean I guess with us what we want to do with the workshops is kind of give opportunities for women to try things that perhaps they haven't in order to add into their toolkit of sobriety of of things that can help them Mm. in those periods where they need to calm their mind or they need to take themselves elsewhere you know i mean we're using scalpels so it's you've got to concentrate and Mm. and be connected with what you're doing so um So, yes, so the the workshop um, started with us just uh, sort of discussing a little bit of what we do at Love Sober and um, and then kind of Sharon explained her work. And so she she works a lot uh, looking at identity and um, as a kind of uh, a black woman and and growing up and how she's been seen. Um, And so that's very interesting link in for anyone really to start thinking about themselves and how they themselves. Um, and so we had lots of discussions um, around that very open discussions. And it was amazing that people that came were so brave. I mean, there were some people that didn't know anyone or anything to do with anything to do with us, you know, it's just, they'd heard it on the podcast, or they'd seen it in club soda on the events, or one woman, you know, bought her ticket that morning mm-hmm. and jumped on the train. And, and so it's amazing, really. And that and again, that's another thing that you can get out of these kind of workshops. It's a bit like when I went to Tea Recovers, or when I went to Ireland, you know, it was that going and doing something and that pushing yourself. I mean, it's amazing kind of, uh, resi- again, resilience practice and makes you kind of feel incredibly proud of yourself. of Just like, wow, I went and did that, you know. Yeah. And when you're battling, you know, a problematic relationship with alcohol, those things are really, really big pats on the back. I mean, yeah. they really help. Yeah, um, sure. So, yeah, so we we had a lovely afternoon um, and Sharon is an amazing teacher and just very sort of um, guided people around her how she does it and talked about her own mental health and and how um that kind of mindful practice of doing creativity has really helped her. Yeah. Um, So I guess that's the thing. It's like, for me, I suppose the learning that I took away was sometimes it's, we don't have to make conversation like yeah. I found myself pushing for conversation at some point and I And I reflected afterwards It was like, you know, actually, there was a lot of power in just giving them silence mm-hmm. and allowing them just to do what they want to do. Um, there's a lot of power in side by side activities, you know, that mm-hmm. that we weren't having to be forced yeah, to do anything, but just be there next to each other yeah
1: I think that's really interesting and, and I, I mean you know when I was sort of speaking to a lot of people we were talking about uh neurodiversity and as I mean the amount of people who now identify with having children who are not neurodiverse or who identify as being neurodiverse themselves um And that sort of introversion and that side-by-side activity and that being allowed is really powerful, I think, and very refreshing. So if you're an introvert, you don't have to talk. You can sit with people and feel topped up rather than depleted by that face-to-face, like, draining talk that so many of us feel. Um, And, yeah, and the kind of... I think something about doing... You know the the, the the cutting and the and the applying, so your mind goes in and out of the colours and the shapes and the focus, and then someone might be speaking to you, and you can go, oh yeah, I'll pick up a thread of a conversation, and maybe this, and then mull it over. There is, for some reason, that if you are doing that activity in a group, there is space, there is somehow space to process, mm. but as a collective experience, which is so much of when we have reflective spaces, they're solitary, aren't they?
0: Mm. Um, so you mm. might paint
1: on your own or I you know I, I mean I think I get that in yoga quite a lot I do feel that's one of the reasons I love going to the yoga studio be yoga pay with teeth give them a big shout out because they do such amazing work um, rather than practice on my own because I get that side by side somehow all our mirror neurons are firing at each other and we just are and that's really beautiful and I had that experience with those other women at, yeah yeah at, I'm glad the you workshop.
0: mentioned that actually because I I had yeah I had that with um the last time I went to yoga I had that feeling and it was like a real kind of epiphany moment oh this is what it means to be like being connected or being social doesn't necessarily mean that you have to you know this model of us kind of sitting in a pub or being at dinner you know that's the models of being social Mm. and socializing um and there's actually a difference of being you know socializing and being connected and like being connected can be just being in the same space which you know because I'm not at all religious I've never had that experience of sitting in church or but you know being in that yoga or being there it's just like okay we're that it's kind of that common um you know you've got a common value a common goal essentially you're there for the same reason but yeah. when you're socializing everyone's got like different agendas you know yeah. it's like they might be that they you know that they're pissed off or that they're happy or someone really wants to moan but someone else just wants to have a good time so there's a lot going there's a on lot there, to navigate which is probably why yeah. it's
1: very draining to hsps and introverts because yeah. of all that and that's why mm-hmm. we drink
0: because it's like wow this is like too much yeah um, yeah. and so actually there's a lot of kind i think a lot of people walked away just going ah you know
1: yeah, i feel like i can breathe that i is. feel better i feel refreshed i feel seen i feel heard yeah. but yeah i don't feel knackered because i had to bloody talk for hours yeah i <laughs> did i i think it was very Yeah, I mean, I could sort of expound the... And that's what I think, for me, is I I get very theoretical. Like, I like the theory behind things, as I know you do. Mm. And so I can... I love the study of of this and understanding the science. But actually doing it, it was really special. And Mm. I I had this moment where I said... Because it was interesting that Sharon had said that it was about being seen... And I realised that by doing this and being in the company of women and just sort of mulling things and mulching things, it allowed me a space to experience myself in a way that I don't usually. Mm. I had room to be in a way, yeah, that in my day-to-day life and my roles and my business and the shits and the identities, it just, and I only got it for a, it was like a second, it was like a momentary something maybe that's what Mikhail Mikali whatever his name is talks about as a moment of ecstasy where I was able to be witnessing myself in in a in a a wider sense in a in a side by side I don't know I just remember sort of explaining it and as a a sort of a 360 moment and um yeah that's amazing it was really really amazing Mm. I did cry most of the next day (laughs) Mm. so you know i think there were there there was definite sort of plate tectonic movements going on with me um yeah and also had a lot of fun as well like we laughed a lot it wasn't all sort of deep and meaningful it was just it was light that's what i love about those moments of flow in the company of other people because actually they sound really profound to like oh yes all nodding and thinking all right okay well that's all very worthy but actually they feel good and free and affirming mm-hmm. all at the same time. That's why I sort of say it's like a 360, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And and I think that's, you know, so I, I think when people, because one of the reasons why people drink, you know, huge reason certainly for me was isolation and, and feeling lonely and just feeling so alone as a, like, mum of young kids and, and not being able to didn't know who i was you know the only way i'd ever socialized or ever sort of made friends was through partying and kind of being that character um and just yeah I had these no kind of other ways of making friends uh, so i think that's the thing to kind of like think about if you're listening to this and going right how do i put this into practice or how could this help me get sober stay sober or whatever it's like well maybe you know look back at your childhood kind of hobbies or or look at things you've always wanted to do and Mm. either try and you know it's easier if you coax in a friend like I I wanted to yoga for about three years before I went to a yoga class because I was too scared to go by myself you know and um that kind of feeling like it's Not for you, or that you're not good enough, and all those sort of things tied in. So, luckily, like I had a friend who booked the first class and kind of took me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there is part of that, but you know, if you're getting sober, you're pretty badass. So, you know, just if there's anything, you know, like a pottery class or or doing a group sport, or I suppose anything that you can be with a group, but you don't have to talk you know you don't you can be with people but it doesn't have to be like face-to-face full-on kind of discussion um i think that would probably really help um to kind of your well-being really and that's what connection is connection isn't socializing connection is i agree being with people
1: Um, yeah it is and we talked a bit about this last week on a wider sense of just connecting the micro connections and connecting with people as you're walking down the street or the shopkeeper and having a chat or just taking it, I mean, do you know, one of my favorite micro connections is in the car park where you've got, um, a bit of extra time on your car parking ticket and you go and give it to someone. (laughs) That's always like, that's like a proper like little mirror neuron moment, isn't it? They're like firing back at you and you're firing back at them and, you know, and it's so sweet. And, um, so I I really like that micro connection. What are the micro connections?
0: Well that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of those those are we're losing a lot of those, you know, because things are becoming automated. Yep, so like, you know, sure. you go to the you don't see the cashier in the supermarket anymore or you don't you know,
1: there isn't anyone at the mm. the toll when you go through and all those mm. things. So that's yes. quite interesting. It is. We have to kind of seek them out really. The other thing that I love about um I posted something on Instagram yesterday. And this is like going off the, off the topic, but in terms of connections, is that there's a lady in our community, and I don't know what her name is, but I think she's got something to do with the Green Party. And she has renovated, she's raised some money and turned all of our derelict phone boxes into swapping stations of different kinds. And we've got one that's a book, book swap. Which is gorgeous, and then there's one on Mm. my route to school, which is a seed swap. And then it's got the children have drawn pictures of flowers and their handprints, and they've decorated it. And um, there's just boxes of different labelled seeds, and you can leave your own or leave a message. And um, I like. I just think those bits are just. Like, I think that we can just pepper them throughout our day somehow, you know those moments of mm. of slight expansion
0: yeah, but that's community initiatives mm. is another thing isn't it of like of where you could perhaps find side by side you know yeah, for sure uh, community or connection mm. of like you know i don't know the allotment
1: or the allotment and and i had this urge like i feel because um at the moment i i've not got to yoga this week and also i'm really missing my musical theater it's just that i haven't signed up for this Mm. one and they're doing made in dagenham which sounds like a right laugh um but anyway and i've Mm. realized that i just can't this year because we're we're too busy um With our stuff and and my stuff and life. So I made this decision, which I think is the right one. But I had this urge yesterday. We've got a church near us, near the allotment, funnily enough. And I thought, Mm -hmm. I just really feel like going in there, having a cup of tea and a bit of cake and talking to the old people. And I was like, ah, I know, I'm really missing my... Because when I go to the musical theatre, it's not only am I doing my flow place, being on stage and in the wings and... Being silly, but it's also that's my access point to my local community. So it's yeah. very interesting. So I shan't be taking another year off. I've learnt my lesson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's interesting. So allotments are a place where you could access that side by side. Um, I mean, our, that we've got um, a school group that raises money. All of those things, they do take a bit of time. That's the only thing. So I wonder... Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever kind of floats your boat, I suppose. And,
0: like, finding things that don't always revolve and going back to the pub, which it tends to be quite a lot of the, mm. you know, the problem in the UK especially is that it's like, I don't know who I was talking to the other day, but it was just like, you know every time any I think it was a mum's group like every time we do anything it all it always ends up in like let's go to the pub afterwards or let's meet in the pub or you know so but yeah I suppose it's like seeking out <laughs> what does teetotalers do like they have never mm-hmm. been into drinking what are they I'm gonna go find those people you
1: know um hiking but
0: i think you are yeah i think you're <laughs> right though it's like
1: when you find yourself at that point where you've got a disposable income and you've got i think it it's you know again because i'm really mindful that when i was had small children and my husband was always at work in a different city like i would have loved to have got to yoga but i couldn't and so no. I, really, I remember getting really angry at a family dinner because there was a yoga teacher it was a friend of a friend of a friend of the family came it's like banging on about it and I was so jealous (laughs) I just went well I haven't done anything for about 10 years you know because I've just been looking after kids (laughs) yeah so it's I think there's you know don't put pressure on yourself to suddenly like be signing up for do climbing the three peaks or whatever it is (laughs) yeah but there might be little bits mightn't there just, just generating ideas. But I yeah. guess, like
0: now, I mean, the good thing about you know online communities now is like, I mean, even you know, my mum, she makes um, patchwork. She's an amazing patchwork um designer, you know. And there's so many Facebook groups now, and like she'll be like, oh, you know, someone like from Atlanta liked my, you know, patchwork <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there is that that thing of just being able, yeah, just whatever those sort of passions are, I think you can... Mm. It's it's more the the idea that before, when I was growing up, I didn't realise that you could have connection without socialising
1: around Mm. alcohol. And I think that's an important reframe because I think that's very frightening for people who Mm. have used alcohol like that. And if you've got into problems with it, it's because actually it will be occupying that space in your life as well. And I know for me... Again, I think it was when I did the sexy sobriety programme with the lovely Bex Weller, and she was talking about going for brunch with people, and you know, because she was all about the party and going out and socialising. So I think that was a big part of her mm. discovery, you know, in, in sobriety. And that, yeah, that, re- and as soon as I sort of allowed that, it was like, oh, actually, I, I feel okay. I don't feel like I'm missing out because. I will have got that, mm. that that part of my brain, that connectivity, is being met. So don't worry too much. So if you yeah. factor those things in, you will feel all right and you will get your because your, you know, undoubtedly, what is it? We were talking about the blue zones, weren't we? On mm. Saturday and for longevity, um, you know, how important community is. Yeah. You know, it comes so high, it comes above some of the kind of nutritional or, you know, smoking stuff. Uh, hmm. it, it's that yeah. It's that important for people, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, we should wrap up. Hmm. Um, so what's your reason to love sober your tip of the day?
1: Uh, tip of the day. Put your rugs on, get a cup of tea on lots of hygge and um yeah just uh I just think that just kind of a little mindful tuning in and just see see where you're at today I suppose it feels quite an introverted kind of day so mm. yeah and my reason to love sober is just the same as it... <laughs> yeah all right it's you dude yeah thanks absolutely <laughs> what's your tip of the day and your reason to love sober uh my tip of the day um is
0: um i think yes it's it's that like practice flipping thinking like every time everything that's like you know i'm never gonna be social again you know flip like like how can I be social in a different way or or, you know I'm I'm like it's never going to stop raining and I'm always going to be like inside Mm. like today you know flip it like what what can I find that's joyful and fun to do in my house I think I don't know it's just it's that thing of kind of trying to flip it into a positive light
1: it's like mental agility, isn't it? It's um, a it's real skill. And, and as you practice that, I mean, what was I going to say? I was going to say about things that I've been thinking about, about sobriety and about our process. And that it's sort of, it's very much sort of a mindset, sort of mm. challenge the mindset 100%. And we know how to do that. Habit change, which is the practice, mm. the self-care you know self care yeah. and slow grow and community and for me yeah. those are like the four pillars of of getting sober staying sober loving sober and it's that you don't just stop at that point oh i feel a bit shit you then are necessitated yeah. to kind of go okay well what am i going to do about this then and you when you practice mm. that you get you get good at it you get better at it and then yeah. that brings all kinds of rewards to it so, 100% good, good, point. good point.
0: Thanks. Reason yeah. to love sober me, is you is you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: what's to love?
0: Right, <laughs> <What sorts> of... <laughs> okay. Well, we'll probably say goodbye now <laughs> and uh,
1: speak to you next week, yeah. Um, so if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, do reach out. Um, you can contact us at info at or go onto the website. Um, you can also find us at our community on mightynetworks.com, is it? Mandy? Uh, yeah well if, if you google search my
0: mighty, mighty networks and then love sober life you'll yeah, find it you'll find we'll go us. on our
1: website
0: and you can and that's, access it from the yeah, website
1: that's true there's all everything all on there um and obviously there's um our